And here we go. This is Jeff with the Jeff Talks Recovery Podcast. And I'm super excited for today, as I am every single time that I record a new episode on this podcast. Oh my gosh, the last couple of weeks have just been kind of crazy. So I wanted to, gosh, I just, I, I like share a little bit. <laughs> um, and if this like touches anybody's heart, uh, I'm, the point is to really encourage um, you as a listener. And I have some pretty, pretty deep, possibly hard topics that to be completely honest, I don't think we talk about enough. Um, and I wanted to talk about these on my own today. I was thinking about having another, um, person interview on here or be a guest. And I kind of wanted to take a break and really just try to connect with you and share some of, you know, just my feelings and my feelers and thoughts that I have about these topics. So what we're going to talk about today is, oh my gosh, like even reading it's hard. So for me, in my approach with dealing with death, um, I have written down death is the appreciation of life. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then I have, if we don't grow, we're dead. <laughs> and then I have, uh, We'll talk about a couple like little life hacks for getting a good night's sleep. Um, so I think in this episode, what, and then maybe in every like individual episode, what I'd like to do is have two topics that, that I chat about. And then the last topic kind of be like, simple life hacks that you can use and you can apply to your life after the episode. So I think I'm going to uh, start doing these. They'll be just myself recording them and I will put in the title like life hacks uh, in quotes or in parentheses so that you as a listener can come back to these and you'll know that like the last or the third topic is going to be a cool little life hack that you can use and apply to your life just to, you know, add more joy, to add more purpose, to add more meaning, to add more better sleep and stuff like that. So um, let's get right into it. So if you're just listening, which would be crazy, and I just said that kind of out of nowhere. So anywho, we're going to keep going. Death is the appreciation of life. So I guess even deeper than that, y'all, it's being in the mental health and substance abuse industry, it's kind of a part of the 
the role that you play, you end up meeting a lot of people and then later hearing that they've passed away. Um, and I know there's so many other jobs and careers out there that, that deal with that. Um, so hopefully this can encourage you. And I know as well with COVID, like it's just super hard. And then I don't know why it comes to my mind, but my mom's a nurse. Um, my ex-girlfriend was also a nurse and they deal with that every single day, every week, every month for years and years. So I guess I don't really know how everybody deals with death, but I wanted to talk about it because again, I don't think we talk about it enough and something that I do now is I invite gratitude into just into that whole process. So when you get, you know, the news that somebody has passed away, I really, instead of thinking about what I'm not going to experience anymore with them, I like to focus more on all the things that I did get to experience with them. All the things that I'm grateful for, like just, just as simply as like, wow, I'm so grateful that I was able to share this experience of life with, with them. And even though, you know, they aren't here anymore, as long as I can say that, Hey, you know what? I did my part. It's not from a place of, I should have done more or I could have done more or I wish I did more. It is accepting the fact that as of right now, they have gone somewhere where, where I cannot follow. And I'm so incredibly grateful that, you know, I was there that I showed up. And again, with mental health and substance abuse, it's, you know what, when they called, like I picked up the phone or, you know, I, I'm glad I, I said hello to them one more time or goodbye to them one more time, or I'm glad I text them, even though, even though I didn't get a response, you know, um, simple little things like that, that just put me in a position where I can be of service. And when I, when I kind of have those, I don't know about y'all, but I, I tend to have like do my best thinking in the shower and I take cold showers. Like if you listen to my podcast, this, yeah, I take cold showers and I love it. Um, but I do some really good thinking in there and what will happen is, you know, I'll be doing my thing and then someone will just be like placed on my heart. And I know just based off my last, you know, couple experiences with this, I know that that means that I'm supposed to reach out to that person. So I do. And, and it's usually pretty trippy because they're like, Oh my gosh, I was just talking about you or I was just thinking about you. And, you know, I'm so glad you called. And then I've also had that same experience with, with others texting me or calling me. And I'm just like, Hey, like, I want to tell you that I've been thinking about you and I'm really, really glad that you called. 
it's so great to hear your voice and da 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 da. And it's so good to hear about whatever news and, and stuff like that. So just knowing that my gut feeling, that gut like hunch or whatever, or my, my uh, second brain, if you will, is talking to me all the time. And I think when it comes to dealing with death, again, focusing more on just, I'm so glad that I was able to share this brief moment in life with you, with them. And I'm not trying to, gosh, it's still hard. I'm not trying to say it's going to be easy, but it might be easier. And if we can share with others that also experienced their life, uh, if we can share like what we're grateful for, um, I think it just helps. Gosh, it just helps. So, and laughing. Oh my gosh. Like I love, um, patch Adams <laughs> with, uh, Robin Williams. And when he's given that last speech, I don't want to misquote him, but it's basically along the lines of, you know, like dare if we like invite humor into death into the process of death. And I, I guess just like my first little line here, death is the appreciation of life. If we can look at death, like, Oh my gosh, I appreciate how they lived or I appreciate how they were just a part of my life, whether it was good or bad. I don't really think it matters, right? Because we can't change if it was a good or a bad experience. Obviously, I'm leaning more towards the bad experience because I'm, you know, you get those people are just like, dang, like I, I would have been okay if I never knew that person. But if we can learn from that, that's an amazing amazing growing opportunity. So I hope that helps. Um, I guess I just, in my personal life, I've been really, really grateful the last, I think in the last month I've, I don't want to say lost because I didn't own any of them. They were a beautiful independent soul. Um, but I got some news that and a mentor, uh, from back East where I got sober, passed away. Um, he, he killed himself and I'm not going to name names or anything like that out of respect for the families, but that was rough because he was a huge, huge impact on, on myself in my recovery. He was working at the treatment center when I was a client um, I later ended up working with him side by side, um, at that same treatment center. And I moved back to California and yeah, two years later, three years later, I found out that he, he killed himself and gosh, like having someone that you look up to so much, you know, and then hearing, hearing that they passed away, like that's rough. Like that's, 
and the way that they passed away too. It's, it's tough. So I'm super grateful for other people in my life and, and even for him and like, he's taught me so much. So again, like I'm so grateful for every conversation that I've had with him for the archery, the lessons that he taught me with a simple thing like archery were, were life changing. Like he made such an amazing impact in my life and I will never forget that. So celebrating the fact that he was there and I was there and I got to experience that brief moment in life with him. Um, it brings me joy. And like in his death, it reminds me of how I need to be so incredibly grateful for these amazing people in my life. So, cause I'm human and I forget, I forget about how many amazing people have, have changed my life and helped me along the way. And in his death, it reminds me to be grateful. So that's how I, uh, that's how I deal with it. It helps. It makes it a little bit easier. Again, for me, if that is useful, um, to you, then, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful. So the next topic that I have here is if we don't grow, we're dead. So that sounds kind of, I don't know if it sounds morbid, but I think it sounds very, very straightforward. And it sounds more like a, uh, a statement. (laughs) And this is just to give some context, I guess like this is me. This is how I feel for myself personally. If I am not constantly trying to grow, not beat myself up or not be critical of like where I'm at, but accepting wherever I'm at, whether that's my reading level, because when I first got sober, I think I never even read a book, maybe one or two books from cover to cover. And I was 32. I've read more books from the time I got sober at 32 to now at 35 than I have in my whole entire life. So reading when I got sober was actually really hard. And I'm pretty sure you might be able to relate to this, but like reading something and then not even knowing what the heck you just read and it taking like a really long time to read a paragraph and it taking even longer to read a page. So it took a long time to finish a book. So I hated reading, you know, like why the heck am I going to do something that I'm horrible at? So flipping the script, I want to be able to soak in more information. I want to learn. I want to grow. So what am I not good at? I suck at reading. So I started to find topics and books and even audible books. Audible books were really helpful as well um, because I could just sit back and listen. So it helped me get like a flow, a continuous flow of like, hearing and then seeing the words in my head as I'm driving. So it was almost like I was doing something else, but hearing, I don't know. 
it just worked and it, it helped me. So I sucked at reading. So what do I need to do? I need to read more and I need to be patient with myself. And now I really enjoy it and I like reading and I can understand what I'm actually reading the first, at least sometimes the first time, but like way less. I don't have to reread what I've read to really have it, you know, be embedded in my brain. So it's amazing. So I guess what I'm saying is when we stop growing, when we stop learning, we're dead. We're just walking corpses. We aren't evolving. We aren't seeking out new experiences or new adventures or, you know, maybe with our body, like we need to like try to better ourselves in any aspect constantly. And once we reach the top of that mountain, it doesn't mean we're done. It doesn't mean, okay, sweet. I've made all the money in the world. I've reached the top, you know, at this job that I'm at, you know, I reached the top of my career. Well, maybe you need to leave and go start another one, or maybe you need to take everything that you've learned and start your own company. Like, and of course, this is my opinion. And this is how I look at life and I approach life. I totally understand that you might not have that same mentality. And that's cool. That's okay. But I strongly, strongly believe that if we are not trying to grow and better our life, we are going to get lazy. We are going to get stagnant and we are going to create our mind will create problems out of nothing. So I guess, I guess what I try to do is I try to get ahead of that. I try to get ahead of the ball and I want to create a problem or an area, not a problem because I feel like that's negative, but you get what I'm saying. I hope I create something that I need to work towards before my mind automatically find something out of nothing to worry about and give me anxiety and get me depressed and what fill in the blank. So I put obstacles. I create goals for myself. I've talked about this before. I signed up for a 50 mile ultra marathon. That's huge. I have never ran that far. In training, I've now like traveled on my feet the longest I've ever done, even with football and, and all that stuff. So I signed up for another race that is 18 miles, and that's coming up in two weeks. And I have learned so much about my body, about my feet. I was wearing the wrong shoe size. You get my point. Like I've learned so much along the way then if I were to have never made that goal, I would have never experienced all this other stuff, you know, which honestly showed me that I'm super, super tight. I'm not flexible. My body cannot even go 50 miles. I have to like hit the yin yoga hard. 
So I'm doing this yin yoga program by Travis Elliott, flexibility and beyond. It is changing my life. It is amazing. And somebody in my near past, somebody suggested this to me a while ago and I just never got around to it because I didn't have a goal. Again, my opinion, my approach, I didn't have a reason to do it. Does that make sense? So in creating a goal, creating like the top of the mountain, seeing it, understanding that I'm going to get to the top of the mountain, what do I need to do to get there? I need to get more flexible, mobile. I need to create a body that can move fluidly for that long and that at that distance. So I love getting ahead of my brain. I love feeling in control. So that's why I do this stuff. Um, nobody likes taking a cold shower. You know, um, it's really uncomfortable doing some of these like split and hip mobility yoga movements. And then it's yin yoga. So it's like holding these positions for three to five minutes and it's, it's tough, but if you hold it for, I think he says 90 seconds, that's when the magic happens. That's when water molecules get flushed to, to the, the muscles and the ligaments. And, and that's when like they get lubricated and that's when they actually start to stretch out. But you have to be uncomfortable for, you know, that amount of time for anything to happen. So I love it. I just, I don't know. I was trying to create this podcast. I remember in the beginning, like just not knowing what in the world I was doing, but I set a goal and I just started and I've learned along the way and I'm getting better and better and better. Um, and it's just fun. Like this doing this type of stuff brings me so much joy. So I also like creating goals that are going to be like, bring me more joy. So do something fun. Um, shoot big. And the other thing is I was actually working with this client and he's 17, but like, he's just to be blunt. He's not thinking big enough. He's thinking like a 17 year old, you know, and like joy riding around in the car and, and, uh, he's a client. So like, he's showing me this picture of like his guy, like all high and whatnot and joking off and just being 17 joy riding around in a car and thinking that like his, he's taking a video of his friend and it's like funny. And he's like, do you think that's funny? I'm like, I mean, I guess like that's cool, but like, that's your idea of fun right now. Right. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, don't you want more out of life? Like he wants to be a Navy SEAL. And like, I'm like, dude, like that's a, that's an insane goal. That's a rad. And he's a really good surfer. So like, what can we do now to get you in that direction? Because like, you're probably going to forget this little joyride experience. You're probably going to forget it. 
You're never going to forget if you become a Navy SEAL. You're never going to forget if you go to Ireland and you like surf big waves or something like shoot bigger, shoot for something that you're never going to forget. And you're going to remember every single thing that you did to get you in that direction, to get you to the top of that mountain peak. And then once you get to the mountain peak, like in the Navy SEALs, I've heard uh, David Goggins and, and Jocko Willock talk about like, once you get through BUDS, considered the hardest military training in the world, once you get through BUDS, it's not a big thing anymore. That becomes the baseline. So then they start doing other training. And then they start getting their specializations and all that. I don't really know those specifics, but like that buds training that again is considered the hardest in the world physically and mentally then becomes the baseline. So the top of the mountain of becoming a Navy SEAL and completing buds and all the training and whatnot, it's not a mountain anymore. It's the top of the mountain becomes the base of the mountain. You have to keep climbing. And I think that's the other reason why I signed up for an ultra marathon because this race has like 7,000 feet of climbing and elevation. I love climbing things. <laughs> I've always liked climbing trees and, and to be able to look back and see how far you've come, like that's amazing. But then once you get to the top, your perspective and your vision has changed from when you started. Right? So you look at things, you look at life totally differently. Keep growing, keep climbing. And it's amazing when you meet those other types of people that are doing the same thing. That is exhilarating. And hang on to those ones because they're just, they're just going to keep going. They're going to be like, yeah, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Rest and digest, heal, but then let's get up and let's keep going. You know, let's meet ourselves where we are at, but keep going. So that is that. I hope that was useful. It has helped me so much. Sorry, I'm opening up my phone to see my notes. Okay, so let's finish up with some some life hacks for getting specifically a life hack for getting a good night's sleep. Um, this has been a pretty consistent thing that I've been noticing with with my clients and, and friends. And um, I'm not so sure about family. I haven't really asked my family. But anyways, if you're listening to this family, try it out. So something that I've learned from Ben Greenfield, he's on YouTube. He's basically just been like a human, uh, like Wim Hof was. So he, he was like a human uh, guinea pig of like trying all these different things um, with his body to see if it like improved sleep, uh, improved sex drive and like working out and all that stuff. He, I think he did one of the mock like uh, Navy SEAL training type things. It, yeah. He completed, he hunts and does all that stuff. Nutrition. Yeah. Anyways. So blue light exposure. So blue light exposure is basically anything like artificial. So artificial bulbs, uh, anything that's not the sun. Um, 
are our iPhones, right? Our cellular devices. They give off this light that basically tells our brain that the sun is still out, so you need to wake up. So if you're in your bed and you're playing on your phone and you're like, I can't sleep, put your stupid phone down. Put your phone down and actually just like close your eyes, you know, and just be alone with yourself. It actually stop stimulating your brain. Or if you have a TV in your room, that is so bad, so bad. Uh, specifically if you want sleep, because if you're staying up late at night and you're watching TV, you're giving your brain signals that basically the sun is still out and our circadian rhythm will like naturally wake up with the sun, you know, like in the morning we'll get all these endorphins and hormones and we'll get this, you know, I know some of you are just like, I don't know what you're talking about, Jeff, like is hell for me to wake up, but you're probably not getting a good night's sleep. So instead of focusing on the morning, um, I know I have some other morning routine stuff, but I also wanted to focus on the evening and how we can be overstimulated at night. Um, so if you still want to be on your phone, right? If you got to work, if you're on the computer and if, yeah, like if you do want to watch some TV, I definitely watch TV at night, but I bought these blue light filter glasses and don't worry, they have cool ones out there. So they just look like spiffy, like reading glasses and they look very fashionable. So I would highly encourage and suggest that if, if you're still going to like be on your phone and computer and, and your, um, TV and whatnot, go get a pair of blue light filter like glasses. I'm not saying it will cure the problem, but it'll help. It should be able to help you fall asleep much, much easier. I have noticed a huge difference in like not wearing them. I'll be up, I'll start watching TV at like nine. I'll be up till 11 or something. And I, you don't feel tired. So like the blue light, goes in through your eyeballs to the brain, it like tricks yourself again and it keeps you up. It throws you off your circadian rhythm and then it's usually really, really hard to fall asleep. Um, and then, you know, we have to, you know, take sleeping pills and all that stuff or whatever it may be. So if you can play around with that, that could be a very sweet and easy little life hack. Um, what else do I have here? Oh, uh, not eating four hours before you go to sleep. That info was from, oh my God, I think it was from uh, the intermediate, intermittent fasting um, guy, Jason, Jason something. Um, I forget right now, but if you don't eat four hours before you go to bed, our brain... So something happens with our brain that it it has to like flush all of the brain fluid and spinal fluid um, out of itself. So it like recycles that fluid. Um, so during the day, you know, it could build up. And then at night, it goes through this like cycle of flushing it all out. And then it makes 
new spinal fluid. Um, and I also found this out that we make it in the center of our brain because when I had a brain tumor, um, they told me that it wasn't draining down like my neck, down like my spinal cord and my, my spine. So it was just making it and making it and making it and it couldn't go anywhere. So then it pushed on my brain and I had like a mini stroke and da, 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 da. So it makes new fluid every day. So it has to be able to drain. So it's much easier for our body to focus its energy. When we eat, it takes energy. So if we don't eat four hours before we go to bed, our body can flush our brain much faster. If we eat too close to going to bed, our body has to then focus on digesting its food first, and then it can actually do the flush. Uh, and we'll think clear. We'll think we'll be able to focus easier. And basically all the cognitive functioning will be at its peak. If we can, um, allow it to flush earlier rather than later. So, that can definitely help with like that groggy feeling in the morning. Um, I'd rather feel refreshed, brad out and bushy tailed rather than, you know, gloomy and just struggling to get up in the morning. So, and I have to have like five cups of coffee and all that stuff. So that is another one. I know some of you are like probably thinking like, Jeff, you're crazy. Like, I love my midnight munchies or whatever it may be and um, try, you know, maybe play with your eating cycle. And when you eat, I know I'm a big proponent of um, fasting and whatnot. So I would just encourage you to start playing with it. And if it works, if you end up, if it improves your sleep, it's a win. If it doesn't, cool. It is what it is. You tried. Go on to the next thing. So um, let me see what else we got. Ooh, the the last one I got here is breathing through your nose during sleep and get mouth tape if needed. So I've mentioned this to a few people, and this is based off of Patrick McEwen um, and the Oxygen Advantage. This is based off of his work. It is absolutely amazing. I'm still in the process of becoming a oxygen advantage certified, like, uh, I guess, breath work instructor. And it has really helped me and I definitely wanted to share. So if you snore, I would really encourage you actually to just go to the advantage, the, uh, excuse me, the oxygen advantage.com and check out all of the amazing like resources and info on there. But if you tape your mouth, I actually think I have a podcast talking about this. So you can check out that one as well. Um, tape your mouth, only breathing through your nose. It's not like, you're not going to choke. It's more of a reminder to keep your mouth closed. I would not suggest using duct tape. Um, because it's going to hurt really bad when you pull it off of your face. They actually, you can go on Amazon and I bought this like special like um, mouth tape. So it's like, it has like a little slit in the middle of the mouth and um, 
it's actually really a really, really uh, cool tool. So I noticed that I sleep so much more like deeply. I get into super, super deep sleep when I do that. So now I don't even need the tape. I just, I just keep my mouth closed. Um, so that's another thing. If you're having a hard time, if you're like a mouth breather, it's basically our body is just not able to totally relax. And again, the oxygenadvantage.com, he explains it much, much deeply, more deeply. But I think that's it, y'all. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm really excited to for it to just kind of be me. I've gosh, man, life has been so crazy. Like, I don't know if it's the weather, if fall or I, I don't know, but it's been rough. Um, but hard times make hard people. So let's, let's keep trucking along. Do something nice for somebody. Text or call that person that you've been, you know, that's been on your heart, that's been on your mind and you've been thinking about and you're just like, oh, I wonder how so-and-so is doing. Like this is, we need to connect. We need to encourage each other. We need to love each other and forgive one another, you know, and, and to really support our family and our friends during all this craziness. Um, it's before election and I don't even know. I don't know, man. It's for me, I'm just going to keep waking up and trying to serve everyone that I can, you know, I'm just going to go for it. And I'm sure I'm going to make some mistakes, but I'm going to do my best for, to learn from them and to keep growing and learning and just inviting a perspective of gratitude and really being grateful for all the amazing people in my life. And gosh, I'm just so grateful to, to wake up in the morning and, and to be here. So I love you. Have a beautiful rest of your day. And I'll see you on the 15th. All right. This is Jeff Talks out.